This is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Making Finances Easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis. Hello, everyone. Uh, Paul Cochran here with uh, Garrett Crawford. How you doing, Garrett? So far, so good today. Good. Making finances easier, 865-770-5031. We're here at Providence Advisors Group. Uh, our office is at Pellissippi and North Shore. Trivia, Garrett, what are you hoping to get for Christmas? What is What would be one gift you're hoping to get? Uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you what was really cool. I was just thinking about it, but, uh, there a couple of years ago, I think it was 2020 when Knoxville got covered with about six or seven inches of snow. I think it was Christmas, maybe, maybe it wasn't six or seven inches. It felt like that much at least. Uh, but Christmas Eve and, uh, I, uh, you know, that was one of my favorite Christmas Eves in a long time. Our kids were old enough, uh, that we were out there sledding until the night. And, uh, I had more fun that year on Christmas Eve than I did, uh, really the next morning on Christmas. So, uh, was it Bing Crosby? I'm dreaming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's me this yeah. year at 35. Uh, it'd be cool to get some snow, but, uh, you know, actually I think my, uh, my my Christmas list this year, as I've gotten more into running and swimming and everything else, is you know I've got uh, unfortunately running shoes that I'm running through, and then uh, I have some uh, swimming shorts that I needed uh, that I told Eva that I wanted. So it's it's turning out to be a fitness Christmas for me, uh, restocking up on some of those clothing items that you need to do that. And what about you, Paul? Well, um, you know. <clears throat> I'm a I'm a cyclist, and so there's always something else to buy. And so, um, tires have gotten kind of more expensive, and so uh, I've asked for a pair of tires uh, for my road bike. So that that'd be something that would be put to good use, you know, if I got it. You get a unicycle and only have one tire to deal with. <laughs> Gotta go twice as long. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I hear you. Well, listen, this uh, tis the season um, for required minimum distributions. You know, in our office, we um, <clears throat> we talk a lot about you know planning, doing, um, taking what you have to do. Uh, what you know you have to do already and and letting that work for you in the most efficient way possible. Well, uh, required minimum distribution or RMDs would would fall into that category. And so if you're a 30-something, 40-something, 50-something, and you're hearing this and thinking, boy, I don't have any RMDs, um, uh, stay tuned because there's we, we've got a few things uh, to say to you as well because what you're doing now will affect uh, your required minimum distributions in the for, uh, in you know uh, to begin with. So let's just start with the basics, Garrett. What is an RMD? Uh, an RMD stands for Required Minimum distribution. Uh, some people call them an MRD, a minimum requ required distribution. And uh, 
it's just a for for people that have worked their entire lives, they've put money maybe into a four hundred one k or a traditional IRA, and they haven't had to pay tax all those years. The IRS gives you a gift of tax deferral, and so you contribute into these investment programs, IRA accounts, and for decades they're allowed to be invested in the market and grow tax deferred. I'm not saying tax free. Uh, that's more like a Roth. Maybe we'll talk about that later. But you're you're. IRA or 401k is growing tax deferred. But when you turn age 72, the IRS says you've had enough of a good thing and now you've got to pay the piper. And you have to take out a required minimum distribution determined by the IRS based on your age each year. And it's a certain amount that must be distributed from your IRA or 401k and that you've got to pay tax on. They really don't care what you do with the rest of the money uh, that you take out of the IRA, but you have to pay taxes. So uh, for somebody that is turning 72 this year in 2022, they have to take a required minimum distribution based on their life expectancy. And they, they just recently updated the life expectancy tables. What it used to be, Paul, 27? Does that sound about right? Yes. So somebody that hit RMD age for the first year would take their IRA balance and divide it by 27, and that would give them a pretty close estimation of that amount has to come out of the IRA during 2022. But I, I hasten to add that it's the IRA balance on 12-31 of the previous year. So, for example, for me to determine my 2022 RMD, it's based on my IRA balance 12-31-21. Correct. And so it's been kind of an interesting year this year in 2022 because last year, you remember, the stock market was booming. it, it, it was up significantly. And so the 12 31 2021 balance, people's IRA accounts were at all time highs. Yeah. And so their RMDs that they have to take this year in 2022, based on 12 31 2021 value, uh, can seem pretty high when the market is down. And so behind the curtain on all this, uh, some people say, what does a financial advisor do? Well, this is one insight of my life from. October 15th, really until the end of the year, is that we have a bunch of clients that are in that age bracket that they need to take a required minimum distribution each year from their IRA. Some people uh, like to take care of that in January. Some people, you know, wait until the very last second in December. Some people will take income all during the year that will satisfy. Correct. So they'll have a monthly amount coming from their RMD and it'll satisfy it. But all of our clients are somewhere in between that spectrum. And uh, what I do is in October, I go through each of our clients that are RMD age and I try to figure out who hasn't taken their RMD yet, what that RMD amount is, look at what we did last year, and then uh, I will send out a link to all of those clients on an email, and it will say something to the effect of, uh, you know, dear client, uh, our records indicate that you have not taken your required minimum distribution yet. Uh, Please schedule a time to talk to me. Uh, It's usually about a 30-minute phone appointment. And uh, I I will meet with clients, and I will help them or help remind them that they need to take something out of their IRA before the end of the year. And, uh, 
what I find, Paul, is that I think I think a lot of us tend to think, oh, this can't be too hard. They got to take out ten thousand dollars from an RMD or from an IRA, withhold some tax, send it to their bank. But every phone call I get on, there's something unique happening with a client where, uh, you know, a common one this year is, oh, wow, my, uh, the market is down this year and they're going to make me take an RMD. Wasn't it a couple of years ago when COVID hit, the uh, IRS said we didn't even have to take an RMD? Yeah, they sure did. Uh, and I say, yes, they waived RMD requirements in 2020. And then they'll ask, well, why don't they do that again this year? Because my accounts are down. And so there's some recency bias there where, uh, taking an RMD out of an account that is down for people that don't need that money. Uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating and they would rather not. And so uh, I kind of go through the process of reminding them that the RMDs are there because you've had tax deferral all through the years. And I think they, they know that. But uh, really, I'm left with uh, three common options uh, that most of our clients choose when they have to make a required minimum distribution. I thought I'd spend a few minutes going through each of those three options. I have another one too that falls into a bigger strategy. Okay. So, uh, a normal phone call of mine will say, uh, we have X, let's, let's just call it a $20,000 RMD. And, uh, it needs to come out before the end of the year. It has to leave your IRA by December 31st of 2022. Well, uh, Three options. The first one, uh, probably the simplest, it's let's withhold some federal taxes. Uh, Maybe you're at the 22% tax bracket. We'll withhold 22% from that $20,000 and we'll send it to your bank and uh, they'll use it for spending. Uh, Maybe they're gifting some, maybe they're paying for gifts for the holidays. Just a lot of people will take that RMD as uh, cash to their bank and they're going to get a 1099R next February that acts like a receipt from that distribution and it will show that they took a $20,000 gross distribution and that they sent 22% of those taxes to the IRS. So they don't have to repay that. We already take care of that for them uh, through TD Ameritrade. So that's the simplest one, just sending it to their bank. Option two is for those clients that are kind of like, so you're telling me I have to take out $20,000 from my IRA in a down market? I really don't want to do this. I had this conversation yesterday afternoon. And uh, for him... Uh, we went through the process of, well, one option you have is you have a non-IRA investment account at TD Ameritrade. It's called a, uh, it was a joint account with his spouse. And I said, you know, all the IRS really cares about is that you pay the taxes on that $20,000. And so for him, what we were going to do is do a 22% federal withholding and then, uh, keep the money at TD Ameritrade, just do a lateral transfer from his IRA into his joint account. And so the 22%, little over $2,000, uh, goes to the IRS, but the remaining amount, the uh, 17000 and change, stays invested in the stock market exactly like it was. It's just not in an IRA anymore. So some people... Uh, 
that I'll talk to will have this misconception. Well, the the IRS wants me to take all that money out of my investments and I have to, or out of my IRA, and I have to spend it all. That's not what I want to do, and that's a that's a myth. The IRS doesn't care what you do with a chunk of that money. They just want the tax portion. In this case, the over. Uh, 2000 in taxes. They don't care if you reinvest the rest. You just can't reinvest it back into your IRA. You have to invest it in a, uh, a non-IRA account. So go to the bank uh, for expenses. Go to your other account at TD Ameritrade if you want to reinvest it. And what's the third way? Third one is a, a very, very common one. And we call this the qualified charitable distribution. A qualified charitable distribution is for people that are already doing giving to a 501 C3 organization, what you can do is you can send all or a portion of that RMD to a charity and it counts towards your RMD, but it doesn't count as taxable income. So uh, to keep it easy, let's say uh, somebody has a $20,000 RMD, maybe they go to a church and they, they do some year end giving and they want to send 10,000 of that uh, to the qualified charity, which is their church, and they want to take the other 10000 as income to their bank. And uh, so what would happen is the $10,000 that goes to their bank, that would be taxable income that they have to pay uh, 22% on, but the qualified charitable distribution, that $10,000 can go to their church tax-free, and it counts towards their uh, RMD towards a year, so they're effectively satisfied their RMD, and uh, they uh, they still get a cre- so even though they're taking a standard deduction, they they will uh, inherently benefit from doing a ten thousand dollar distribution to the church because it's not taxable income, so they're not paying tax on that. Exactly. So um, we have clients that. Uh, literally, uh, the, 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 if they're charitably inclined, they might use their entire RMD, in other words, planning, taking what they're planning on doing already and letting that work for them. They're planning on giving money to a charity, to their church, what have you, and so they just use their RMD uh, for that, and uh, their government is kept out of it tax-wise. Yeah, so uh, kind of big picture, I say, what, do, what what does a financial advisor do? This is just one piece of it. But every one of my phone calls is going kind of through those three options. And then we're looking at what their situation is, and we might do a little bit of all three. <laughs> we might reinvest some. We might send some to their bank. We might do some of their giving. Yeah. And every household is a little different. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, sometimes it's not even clear like the one yesterday another one I had they said well let me think about it yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and so then they go back to their maybe their accountant and try to figure out where they are in their right. tax brackets so um RMDs are a are a big planning item for the end of the year that uh, makes a lot of sense to uh, get right and I, I think it's particularly um, uh, a important kind of a strategy for people that really don't need the income. In other words, it's sitting there and we're waiting until after Thanksgiving to do their RMD. And the reason is they don't need the money right now. It's not a priority. So if they don't need the money, then um, they're generally speaking, they've got in the back of their mind um, that this money is gonna go to their beneficiaries. 
And if it is going to go to their beneficiaries, again, taking what we're planning on doing already and letting it work for you, then we've talked about this on the show before, is oftentimes we can calculate the required minimum distribution that they would have to pay for, you know, the rest of their life and then take out the uh, estimated tax that they would have to pay for the rest of their life each year. And then with that net amount, you you can purchase a second to die or, or even a primary uh, life insurance policy <clears throat> and focus on the death benefit. And we've seen this over and over again that the the tax-free death benefit to the beneficiaries is, uh, you know, based on a premium from the net amount from the required minimum distribution. Oftentimes, that amount is tax-free and and greater than the uh, amount that the beneficiaries would get if they just inherited an IRA, and so. Uh, It's just another one of those places that until the law changes and life insurance does have this tax-free element to it, it can really be a, a, you know, a positive alternative. Yeah. And uh, I I was sitting here thinking uh, RMDs have changed a lot uh, over the past three or four years. There was something uh, (laughs) I was talking to a client the other day and it, it is interesting how COVID has become a demarcation in our timeline. And so we couldn't figure out when something happened. And I, I had to say, was that pre, pre COVID or was that afterwards? And, uh, she said it was before, but, uh, right before COVID in 2020, there was something that got passed that was really, really important that was kind of forgotten about, but it was called the secure act. And, uh, the secure act raised, raised some of the RMD ages. If, if you're listening to this and we keep saying age 72, but you've always heard 70 and a half, uh, that was part of the secure act where they were raising this RMD age up from 70 and a half to 72. And right now there's some chatter, um, uh, in the news that, uh, one of the things that maybe with this split Congress that could happen is we might even raise RMD ages a little bit further. So that's something you can kind of keep your ear to the track if that's that's interesting to you. But uh, as people are living longer and working longer, as we say, age 72, that even might have some adjustments here in the next couple of years. But uh, they uh, the SECURE Act also changed something with uh, – the way you had to take RMDs with inherited IRA accounts. So uh, maybe you had a parent that you inherited an IRA for before 2020, and you've been taking these RMD life expectancy payments from it each year, just a little bit amount. Uh, But the rules changed in 2020 to where if you have an inherited account from somebody that died after 2020, you only have 10 years to distribute the entire IRA account. And so where this comes important is whether you are, you know, maybe you're in your 30s and you had a parent uh, prematurely die and they had an IRA that you inherit, or uh, if you're in your 70s and you maybe a parent died, uh, the 10-year required minimum distribution rule can hit you. And there... Uh, Paul, you and I have talked about this the past couple months, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm in this stuff 
every single day and it's it's hard for me to keep track of where the IRS's current position on the the nuances of these RMD rules. Sometimes Paul will ask me and say they've jumped around. Paul will be meeting with the client and he'll be talking. He'll say, Garrett, hey, we got an RMD situation coming here. You know, what are the rules again? And I'll say, let me check (laughs) because I think it changed since lunchtime. Uh, But there have been uh, some adjustments even over the past uh, six months where uh, my understanding at the beginning of the year, if you would caught me in January was that for these people that were under 10 year RMD requirements for inherited IRAs, that uh, the IRS didn't care how much you took out each of those 10 years that, but the problem, their only care was that by the end of the 10th year that the entire account was distributed. Most people wouldn't want to do that anyway, because if you had a hundred thousand dollar IRA and you waited till the 10th year, that's all income in a single year. But the IRS has come out with, uh, I think what is what they call guidance, but it's just more of a suggestion and we'll interpret it later uh, and we'll be more clear later. But they're basically saying now is that you do have to take an RMD. need to be taking an RMD each year based on your life expectancy. And even right now, is it uh, I'd have to go double check. Is it based on the person that died or was it based on yours? But if they were already taking an RMD, you have to continue. Uh, you, you've got to continue that. And uh, so uh, the, that's that's another area with our clients, I think, where uh, RMDs can become very tricky. And, and when we're trying to implement that into what they're already doing, uh, that's a place I think we can provide some so, value. So a common a, a common thing that we'll see is as clients come in, whether they're in their 40s or 50s or 60s, is they tend to have a an over they tend to be overweighted in traditional IRA. Either it's from their 401k, and that's where the, the bulk of their money is, or maybe they switch jobs and they have an IRA that um, is a traditional IRA. And so they tend to, as much as 100% to maybe 90-10, have a ratio of the majority being traditional and then a, a smaller amount being in Roth. And remember, a Roth means it's a Roth IRA means that money grows tax-free it um, could create income that's tax-free in the future there is no required minimum distribution under current law and it can go to beneficiaries tax-free under current law Um, but so it'd be easier to have a reflex and say well all your money in Roth, but then if you're in a high income tax bracket and you're earning a lot of money, you wouldn't get the benefit of deducting or at least lowering your income by contributing to a 401k. Correct. And, you know, there's there's always, I think, some places for IRAs for people that are charitably inclined to doing those qualified charitable distributions. If you paid that money to convert it all to Roth and you didn't have any money to do your giving left, well, you could have you could have given some of that money to your charity tax-free and not paid taxes on. So, uh, hey, Paul, as we close out here, uh, say somebody has uh, got questions about RMDs or, you know, just kind of general income planning for their retirement, how would you say? Uh, yeah, I would tell them, you know, to call 865-770-5031 or look us up at makingfinanceseasier.com. We're called Providence Advisors Group, and we uh, we traffic in these uh, topics every single day with our clients. And if you'd like to look 
look at some strategies, ways to optimize your IRA, or maybe even uh, do some converting uh, into Roth and the implications that that might have. Every, every household's a little bit different, but having a strategy that can optimize your current tax bracket, your future uh, tax planning, and thinking through that now uh, can pay rich dividends later. Um, that sounds good to me, Paul. I'm just reminded, as you said that, I met with somebody just yesterday, and she had some IRA accounts, and her her point was, I don't know how much I can generate. And I said, don't worry. That's that's yeah. that's, that's in our wheelhouse, and that's what we do. So, again, 865-770-5031. And... Uh, until next time. Thank you for Great. listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC. Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis and Providence Wealth Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.